the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we are down to zero alternate jurors left in the Jason Mead murder trial. They restarted deliberations again today at 940. Uh, Former Sheriff's Deputy Jason Mead on trial for the murder of 23-year-old Casey Goodson. I've told you before, this is a joke of a case that Mead should not have even been tried, but uh, he is on trial, and uh, we've gone through alternate jurors uh, at quite the pace. So we will give you the details on that, although there aren't a lot of details on why people are dropping off the jury. And the way this works is you, as an alternate juror, three of them, typically sufficient, you sit, you listen to all the testimony, but then once the deliberations begin of the 12 jurors in the jury room, uh, you can't be in there. So when they lose a juror, whether it's family emergency or they're, they've done something that's qualified themselves or whatever, they have to restart deliberations because you know, maybe you made headway, you're halfway through. Like, for instance, yesterday they asked the judge, can we find Jason Mead justified on one aspect of this uh, situation and find it unjustified in another? Can we convict him for a portion of what he's charged with, but not all of it? And the judge said, no, if you find he's justified in one regard, then he's justified in all regards. So let's say it took them, I don't know, four or five hours to get through that, where they all, 12 of them reached an accord. Then one juror drops out or is thrown out. They got to start all over again. Imagine that. You walk into that room, you got 11 people who are of one accord, and then they're trying to get you up to speed as quickly as possible because they want to get out of there. They want to enjoy their weekend at home. Uh, This case will be appealed and, in my opinion, could be uh, subjected to retrial. Some appeals are, you know, everything's appealed, but most of the time the appeals are denied. I think both sides have ample reason, the Mead side much more than the other side. The other side, the prosecution side, will just complain about the jury pool and will complain about the jury dropping, you know, jurors dropping out. Defense side of this case has tremendous reasons for appeal. All the reasons that the prosecution has on the jury, but also the surprise witness at the last minute who was allowed to come in and offer his pretty much irrelevant testimony that he saw Casey Goodson at a traffic light for like a second and a half looking like he was having a good time dancing the music and he didn't see a gun in his hand. Well, that wasn't where Casey Goodson was shot. He was shot, I think, at his grandmother's house. He wasn't shot at the intersection while he was dancing to whatever song he was dancing to. If, in fact, he was even dancing to a song. In the, Of course, I guess I shouldn't impugn the um, expertise of a heating and cooling technician 
who's apparently a trained observer in human behavior as he drives around Columbus fixing air conditioners and uh, furnaces. So the Mead trial is back underway, and they're deliberating and have been for the better part of an hour and a half. And if there's an update on that, we'll let you know. I can tell you this. Columbus police are bracing for trouble because you know if Jason Meade is found not guilty, there are going to be riots. You know there are. There's going to be protests. There's going to be stuff thrown at officers. They've warned every officer on the force undercover and plain clothes to have their uniforms ready, their official Columbus police uniform ready, and their body cams charged because... Heaven forbid, if you don't have your body cam charged, then, you know, they can't come after you later for doing something to try to keep the peace. Like several Columbus police officers were famously charged for during the George Floyd riots, all of whom were exonerated later on. Didn't matter that the city paid $6 million in a settlement to the people who were apparently in their own minds Uh, offended by officers telling them to clear the streets and stop throwing frozen bottles of water and canned soup at them. Got to have those body cams charged so we can hang you with the video later. Unless, of course, you're Joyce Beatty, U.S. Congresswoman, head of the Congressional Black Caucus, who's on camera slugging a police officer, in which case nothing happens to her. You can tell I have a very dim view of the protesters in matters like this. I'm a law and order guy. And I believe our jury system is not perfect. But if we don't respect it, if we only respect it when it decides things our way, then, well, we've lost respect for the rule of law and for our system of justice in the United States of America, which I say, if we have lost that, of course we have. Now, I sure wish I had better news on the Amber Alert that was issued early Wednesday morning, but I do not. The The mom, she is the mom. She's the legal guardian now. We found this out in the last day. Pammy May, who we were told was the foster mom of the five-year-old boy, Darnell Taylor, who had been missing since early Wednesday when his dad, his guardian called 911 saying, hey, i got a concern here with my son because my wife is telling me that she did some kind of awful harm to him. And then he started looking around the house, couldn't find the boy. He's on the phone with the police. The mom clasps her hand over the dad's mouth and says, I've got a plan. And then while he's on the phone with 911, she goes out into a vehicle, and drives to Cleveland. Now, we were told she took the child and drove to Cleveland. And I always said, are we sure she had the child with her? Because if she did harm to the child, maybe the child wasn't with her. Maybe she was just driving up there alone. Well, we now know, very sadly, that the child was not with her when she drove toward Cleveland. She was found last night, Pammy May, wandering around the Cleveland suburb of Brooklyn, and if you don't know where that is, it's near the airport, which is you know not far off I-71. Tiedemann Road is an exit off of I-71. It's right there by the airport. 
She was wandering around at 10 o'clock last night in her nightgown. They detained her, and she told investigators where they could locate Darnell Taylor's body. And in fact, three hours later or thereabouts, Columbus police did find Darnell Darnell Taylor's body in a sewer drain in the thousand block of Marsdale Avenue. So she did um, have that information, which would indicate that she did harm to the child. She is going to be charged with murder right now. She's charged with kidnapping and endangering children. Just a horrifically sad story all the way around. Horrifically sad story all the way around. And um, boy. You wonder, uh, there will definitely be some kind of a lawsuit out of this of Darnell Taylor's parents, and, you know, I can't say that I blame them. But, of course, he would not have been in the foster system if he had been cared for by his parents uh, in the way that we hope all parents care for their children. But this is just a horrifically sad story. And um, I can't even imagine the... uh, Imagine being the husband, like the husband of Pammy May. Like you go to bed, you think everything's fine. You're probably, you know, you've got this little guy you're taking care of. You haven't seen him in a while. You maybe you ask your wife, where's, where's our son? And she tells you something that you can't even imagine was ever on the radar in this guy's mind before. And the next thing you know, he's on the phone with 911 and his wife is telling him like, what? Like, we got a plan. A plan for what? Why do you need a plan? Where's our son? And she gets in a car and she drives to Cleveland while he's on the phone. I mean, he may not have even known she left. So just a, just a horrific story. <clears throat> now, it is mid-February. This was off my radar. We have the possibility of snow tonight. I don't, even, I don't know why. I don't think of snow being on the radar anymore. We've had such nice weather lately. I talked to a guy the other day, missed my phone call. He said he was golfing. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I don't expect to be golfing in February, but I guess I've given up on snow. Supposedly tonight, we're going to get one to three inches of snow. Starts, oh goody, five o'clock. I'm sure we'll handle that well because we're great at rush hour handling inclement weather. Plan on slippery road conditions and hazardous conditions could impact the evening commute. Snow mainly before 9 o'clock, then more snow after 1 a.m. Could be heavy at times. Then Saturday, uh, no more snow. Good, that'll give you a chance to go out to Dry Run Farms and be at Patty Hamilton's event running for uh, District 12 represented. We had Patty on the show yesterday, and... um, She's somebody that you should get to know. So have uh, have that on your radar tomorrow. Because I don't think the snow is going to be so bad that we can't get around, even though we might think we have because what's it been? We have one decent snow this year. I plow my driveway when it snows. I've plowed it once this year. I'm getting to the point. I think it's not even worth putting a blade on my tractor anymore. Back on the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Catch the podcast, 989theanswer.com. Click on listen. Click on shows. Page on down. You'll find the podcast in half-hour increments. Jeff puts it up there every single day without commercials. So you can listen to it very, very easily. Uh, We have no charges yet in the mass shooting 
at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. Two juveniles in custody. Uh, A third was in custody and was determined not to be involved and was released. Investigators are now working with juvenile prosecutors to review investigative findings to determine charges. Uh, Let me tell you what's going on here. They've had 182 murders in Kansas City last year. They have the same juvenile crime problem in Kansas City that we have here. And they don't want to highlight the juvenile crime problem. They would have much preferred the shooter be somebody in a MAGA hat. That would be easy. We would know all about them already. We would know all about their associations. There would be news trucks parked outside their friends' houses. And Instead, all we get on this now are the calls for gun control, because that's where the left always goes whenever there's a mass shooting. But we're not going to get any complex solutions to juvenile crime, and we're certainly not going to get any advocating for stringent punishment for juvenile crime before juveniles get the message that they're not going to be held accountable for their crimes, and then they escalate to the point where they're shooting up a victory parade, killing a woman, and wounding 22 or 23 others. So that's why you don't have details yet on the Kansas City parade. And the details are the... the uh, reason why you don't have the details is really not that much dissimilar from what you saw playing out yesterday in an Atlanta courtroom if you were riveted to, well, I know Fox News. I don't know if MSNBC, CNN, and other news channels were carrying the drama in Atlanta of Fawny Willis, the prosecutor, and Nathan Wade, her boyfriend, who she hired and paid $600,000 even though he doesn't have any expertise in racketeering cases, which is the case that Fonnie Willis is trying to prosecute against Donald Trump and 18 other people for supposedly stealing or attempting to steal the 2020 Georgia presidential election. What you saw on display yesterday in that Atlanta courtroom is the naked exposure of diversity, equity, and inclusion. All you had to do was listen to Fonnie Willis's testimony All you had to do was listen to Nathan Wade's testimony to realize that these people are not very smart people and are not qualified for the jobs that they have. If you're going to prosecute a former president and his associates for attempting to steal a presidential election in your state, I would assume that you would come prepared and I would assume that you would have everything buttoned up and I would assume that you have demonstrated considerable acumen at your job. This was amateur hour yesterday. <clears throat> this, these were ideologues, zealots, who really want to get Donald Trump and who have concocted a scheme to get Donald Trump to make themselves famous, to enrich themselves, to endear themselves to their constituents, And yet they aren't smart enough to recognize that if you're going to come after a billionaire former president of the United States, he just might have, as well as his other associates who you've charged might have, competent attorneys who will look into your background with a fine-tooth comb. And if, in fact, as it is becoming abundantly clear... Bonnie Willis and Nathan Wade started their sexual relationship 
prior to Nathan Wade being hired as the chief prosecutor on the case, being paid an exorbitant amount of money, $600,000, and then taking Fonnie Willis on various vacations. And everybody in the prosecutor's office knowing from your conduct out in the open that you have been longtime lovers predating your uh, the hiring of Nathan Wade to prosecute Donald Trump and others, there's a really good chance that's going to come out. A really good chance that's going to come out. And now it has come out. And so Fawny Willis showed up yesterday with her pink dress from the L. Woods collection, the Legally Blonde collection. And here is a montage uh, of her statements yesterday in which she was anything but professional, anything but calm, anything but measured, which reminded me of the Shakespearean phrase, methinks thou dost protest too much. Well, I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Miss Willis. It'd be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Miss Merchant's. Thank well, Merchant's interests are, are contra- contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. What you talking about, Willis? You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head? So let's be clear, because you lied in this. this, Let me tell you which one you lied in. Right here. I think you lied right here. What you talking about, Willis? No, 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 no. This is the truth. Judge, it is is a lie. It is a lie. What you talking about, Willis? The only money you've ever given him outside of a contract is cash. I didn't give him money in a contract, so that was cute. What you talking about, Willis? But I didn't give him money out uh, in a contract. What you talking about, Willis? I don't need anybody to foot my bills. The only man who's ever foot my bills completely is my daddy. What you talking about, Willis? Ah, oh, thank you to uh, Gary Coleman for his uh, commentary, appropriate commentary, in the midst of Bonnie Willis's testimony. Uh, one of the things I would do if I were going to try to prosecute a former president who I knew had good attorneys and would look into the background of things is that I would make sure that I had receipts for everything, figuratively and literally. Nathan Wade took Fonnie Willis on like five expensive vacations. And <laughs> Fonnie Willis contends she repaid him in, for all those vacations and paid her own way. Could we see receipts? Uh, Well, I paid him in cash. In cash. Mr. Wade, do you have receipts? No, I put everything on my business credit card. All my personal expenses I put on my business credit card. And then at the end of the year, I take my business credit card into my accountant. And he sorts it out. What's business and what's (laughs) personal. Nathan Wade also said as an attorney that he gets paid a lot in cash. And he has lots of cash laying around. I wonder if the IRS is even remotely interested in Nathan Wade's cash business. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.